Tani, the new Picard is all about trying oh, to deal yeah. with computers. It's all about like it's it's old people being like, oh, I gotta figure out how to use this computer. But it's no. it, it is it's a metaphor, right? The Borg is just computers, and the youth loves them. The youth's all plugged in and like connected with their smart device, or which the, is just yeah, the Borg. Yeah, the youth are just sheep. Yeah, like, oh, we all must do as commanded by our computer device. And then the old people are like, no, unplug, play old card game. Play some backgammon. No. A little rummy. They're more feeling. They follow their instinct. They take risks. The old people. The next generation, Jonathan. But the, but they're old now. Oh, I guess that's they're true. They're the old next generation. They they're were the, last the next generation. generation at the time, and now they're the... The prior, the they're like three generations, generations. Yeah, ago. at least. And it's not true in real life of old old folks I know that they're constantly taking risks and going on adventures. One last time. No, they're much more likely to just say, I'm in my routine and I don't... I, I had don't... a good PM today. <laughs> yeah, just, just focusing on the minutia, which is nice. My blood pressure was high. <laughs> That's the topic of the day. Yeah, that's the problem to solve. Uh, Yeah, you have a lot of feelings about Picard, I guess. I do, and I wanted to share with you something about Picard. Oh, you did. I found out why Will Wheaton has it. Well, he's explained to people why do you why call he, him that? Because everybody does. Everybody does. Most most people call him Will Wheaton, not Will. The, Everybody does. It's a joke. The windy, the windy W for him. Yeah. Oh. So he, I think he's feeling a little salty about not being on Picard season three. Season three, but he has an explanation. Oh. It's because he's a traveler. Remember when he left? Do you remember any of? He was he became, in season two or something, and he said, I'm, "I'm a traveler now" or something. He was a no. He's not supposed to. So the travelers aren't allowed to interface with anybody from their former life, which is why he can never be on the show again. That's the reason why. <laughs> it's all just because of the truth about the fiction. The story, Which yeah. is that travelers aren't allowed to be he on He was TV. written out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Talking to Women About Video Games. I'm joined again by Tanya. And Rufus. And Rufus the cat. There's a purring cat nearby you may pick up on his... What's the... I wanted to say testicular vibrations, but that's the farthest from the truth. It's the other end of him, and I don't think he has testicles at this stage. No, he's totally neutered. Yeah, totally... Spay and neuter your pets, everybody. Yeah, spay and neuter your pets... It's the voice box. What's that called? What's that part that The purr machine? The purr machine. He's purring in the background, so hopefully there won't need to be too many purr edits because for continuity reasons, it's hard to do a cut mid-purr and have it sync up. (laughs) And now he's licking you. (laughs) Loud licks. I think the theme of the episode this time is going to be working hard or hardly working. Is it worth putting the work in? You know what? I, I was going to say no, but I don't operate that way. Yeah, so, but you also know you're probably wrong for thinking it's right 
to put the work yes. in. Yes. You it might be it just might be the case. The three big video game news events, I think, for me of the past few days. And keep in mind we take the weekend to edit the show sometimes, so we recorded this last week, the end of the week. This is probably going out on Tuesday, so hopefully this isn't too old news, but the three big things for me were Waypoint, which was Vice, which I think started as a magazine. Wow, Waypoint was Vice? Yeah, Vice was a magazine, right? About your vices, like yeah. you, you like to watch the pornographies, you like the video games, you like the junk food. It's your vices. Yeah. Yeah, you like crimes, you like being a bad poison. Uh, poison. A <laughs> person. I think that they then tried to make a video game subcategory of their website that was like very smart and socially progressive and insightful and empathetic. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out. No. No, they, they did pretty well in terms of if you liked them, you loved them. But most people apparently didn't know about them enough for them to continue. So they shut down. That was one of the big news moments of the week, I think. But was it a big news moment of the week if nobody knew about them in the first place? Yeah. Who is this no. news to? It, it made big news when they went under. It, everyone's talking about them now that they're gone. Yeah, yeah. But before that, people were like, what's Waypoint? They had no idea. You know, the only time I ever watch the news is when I go to visit my parents because it's on. Mm. You know, those parents where you show up <laughs> and they've parents. got whatever news on and i'm oh. like can i at least change it to cnn or sure. something you know anyways all the news that was there over and over again was about some birds flying into a plane engine <laughs> and i and i was like it was on repeat and i was like really huh. this all this distraction tactic mm, interesting it speaks to how people want to engage with media these days, mm -hmm. which is not that different now that I'm thinking about it than how they wanted to engage with media in the 80s, which is these days people just want to turn something on and have it on in the background. There was a brief time when people were like, no, I'm going to actively seek out the best stuff. I'm going to go to specific websites. I've got my 10 websites, my 10 video game news and reviews websites I go to every day. What's the new content? What do they got? Oh, I don't like this writer. I do like this writer. I'm going to see what they all did. I'm going to keep track of all of them. This was the heyday of the video game blogs. And now, like your parents, people just want to turn something on in the background. Oh, the, the, no, the yeah, story. Scroll, scroll through the tweets. The story about the birds going in the engines on again. Don't, mm. don't change it. We'll just see, we'll see if something else comes on. It's this passive engagement again. People scroll through to see the tweets. That's it's, right. It's barely thinking. You're not going to multiple websites. You're just going, I went to Twitter. I went to Facebook. I'm if going to be a recipient that. of yes. the information. I'm not going to seek. I turn on YouTube. I subscribe to a channel. I go to my YouTube channel. I see what's new in my subscriptions. And I just play whatever I subscribe to and barely pay attention to it, doing multiple things at once, which we actually talked to Casey Explosion about pretty soon, which is a more fun side of this conversation. But that is my guess as to why Waypoint really died. The days of people actively seeking out written content that they have to sit and commit to, maybe, well, they're not dead. I hope not, because I write for yeah, three say, video you're, game you're magazines. a writer, yeah. And I found out recently that one of the magazines I write for, most of our readers are teenagers. So it's not like 
only old people read video game magazines. Apparently, teenagers really like the physical media. And I heard vinyl is selling better than it has since like the early 80s. Like vinyl oh, I'm is, sure. is hot yeah. again. People is, love vinyl. Yeah. yeah, and it's young people who often don't even have record players. They love the physical connection to the media. So that audience is there, but the majority of people are just turning on stuff to, to let it happen to them in the background. And uh, speaking of which, we're gonna kick it over to Casey Explosion, mm. who had a great explanation for why games about working are actually more relaxing than games about going wild and doing whatever you want in some ways, and also certainly more relaxing than actual work. Very fun. She's got a heart of goodness. She is a sloth. And when it comes to video games, she really talks. She really does talk. I'm here with Casey. Casey, you are a real cartoon woman now. A real, a real unreal sloth. <laughs> Look at the eyes moving around. This is such magic. This is such gold. And we're here to talk about video games that make working fun. You've made being a sloth woman fun. And that's something that is both real and imaginary at the same time. I feel the same way about games that make work fun somehow. It shouldn't work, but it does. And you... You are someone who knows more about these games than just about anybody I know. Every time I've been on a stream with you, one seems to magically pop up. It kind of does, doesn't it? It's not on purpose. It's just it just happenstance. I just happened to be playing playing something like that at the time. I think the first time I had you on my stream as a guest was when I was playing SnowRunner. Which and is then... a game from what I gathered. You just mosey in a truck? Yeah. <laughs> It's a lot of fun. It's it's really it's really it's really relaxing, mm. and it's really rewarding. Just just you know, you got to get your list of contracts. You take your your cargo, you deliver it to some place, and like the challenge is in is in the journey there. Mm. You know, it, it it's a rather a little bit of a challenging off road kind of game, mm -hmm. and you know things could go wrong. You can accidentally flip your truck, get stuck in the mud, drop your cargo everywhere, and then you have to go get a crane and put it back on. And it can be a whole deal. Um, but when you, you finally deliver the cargo, that little ping of satisfaction, it's marvelous. Mm. And I was just thinking, there's another there's another game that I play that I don't think I don't think you've seen is uh Hard Space Shipbreaker. Have you seen this one? Hard Space Shipbreaker. No, what's that? Oh, it is a kind of work game again, where you play as um, somebody who breaks down spaceships and like sorts all the different components you're tearing out of it into 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 like stuff is going to be melted down, stuff is going to be repurposed. You know, you got to very slowly take apart these um, these little spaceships. And how does the how does the camera view? Is it first person? It's first person, yeah. Uh-huh. And you're going and in and being like, oh, we've got to take out the siding, take the siding yeah. out. Yeah. Yep. You you go in, you've got like a little like um laser cutter and you can cut open the side of the 
side of the spaceship and you got to be very careful. It's a very relaxing game as well until it isn't. Mm. Until until you do something and oops, I haven't depressurized the spaceship. I've cut something. Everything's exploding now. The reactor's melting down. Oh no. <laughs> Is there death in the game? Can you die in the act? You you, you die, but you get brought back again. So you you have you have unlimited clones. The company who hires you in the first place, you get you get a yeah. Essentially, essentially, you get murdered at the start of the game. It's it's a very dystopian kind of critique of capitalism. Mm. Um, to sample your genetic material at the start of your contract in the game, and you 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 incur this massive amount of debt that you have to work off. Then they kill you so that they can clone you infinite infinite amount of times. Wow. And so you you can die in that game a lot of different ways, and it can go from really really chill to absolute mayhem in a split second. Wow! You're just you're just taking apart this ship. Next thing, oops! I've accidentally hit a fuel line. Stuff's exploding. My character's burned to death. Is it is it gory? Is it scary? Is there screams? Is there bloody it, murder? It can be. It's not gory, but it can be a little frightening when that happens. There is there is a bit of bit of screaming. One one time, I yanked a chair out of uh, where it was stuck. It was you know you, you pull the chairs out with this kind of like gravity gun, and I yanked it out a little too hard. It came flying at me, cracked the face helmet, and like my poor my poor space space person died horribly suffocated in space wow uh, just, just to wake up again and start the job yeah got us i was gonna say i'm wondering if this game came before or after the duncan jones film moon starring sam rockwell about oh yes series. you know I, that I movie i do yeah it's a great great movie uh that i haven't watched in a while mm -hmm. because kevin spacey is in us oh i forgot as a robot as like he, a creepy stab uh, you in the back robot which yeah, is true to form was a, for him it was a very good movie but it, it's it's like a lot of things with him in us i just kind of kind of lost lost the interest to to rewatch it yeah i could but, see that. um sam rockwell was fantastic in us and um had a very brief um, role for uh, Matt Berry in it as well. Oh, that's right, as one of the yeah, company was, men. He was he was he was a good uh, asshole boss kind of. I think he should, I think he needs more dramatic roles as well because he's he's a very very funny guy, mm -hmm. but uh, very good when you put him in something serious. Yeah, he's got a heaviness to him in his mm. voice and his his expression. You just feel like a certain menace. But at the same time, an absurdity. I couldn't agree more. We're way off target. I apologize. The reason I brought up the movie is because it is both absurd with these yeah. clones in Moon, but also tragic. And mm. the game you're describing, can you give me the name of it again? Hard Space Shipbreaker. Hard Space Shipbreaker. It sounds like you can't help but laugh about how bad it is as well. Like it, when, yeah. the, when the, when the panic hits, it's intense, but then it's like, I died from a chair. Oh my God. This is, it was uh, very funny. <laughs> yeah. So to do physical comedy with relaxing moments and moments of sheer panic together is a, is a really 
amazing combination. I wonder how the developers could have foreseen that that would work because when I grew up, the video games were a cartoon mascot jumps on a turtle and maybe you're a knight and you're fighting a dragon. There was never like, what if I have to take apart spaceships? Like people would say, that's absurd. No one will love it. These days, there's like a whole market for yeah. games where you do sort of relaxing jobs and they're very popular on streams as well. Just as a fan of these games, do you think that they are made by people who want to just have this relaxing experience themselves? How do they come up with the idea, you think, to do this sort of a thing? I don't know enough about the genre to guess as to whether they're like copying each other, like there's some other like popular taking a spaceship apart game that these other developers were think, like. I don't think so, but I think yeah. I think they tap into the same kind of the same kind of kind of experience. It's it's very satisfying to have like here's here's a list of things that I need to do. Like in another game, there might be quests and things like that, or mm -hmm. a bit more action focused. Something very engaging about just completing tasks, mm -hmm. and especially in 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 a game set a setting where it is you know you don't have like um, the actual physical pressure of doing something. Mm. It's 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 in a little fantasy bubble where you can do what do what you want, and yeah. it, you know it's it's in one sense it's it's taken away from the capitalism kind of uh, system where. I need to do this or I'll die. Mm. And I think a lot of people have found out this there's a lot of fun to be had with just just do, doing jobs. Like Power Wash Simulator is is huge. It's yeah. a fantastic game. There's just something so, so relaxing about it and so satisfying about it. Just just finding all the little all the little details you gotta check off that checklist and it's marvelous. Another reason I think these kind of games take off mm. is that I think for me at least, they can be great games to play while you're doing something else. Mm. So for example, if I'm listening to a podcast, I can't just sit and listen to a podcast. My my, my mind wanders, I can't pay attention to it. Mm. You know, I have I have to be doing something. Mm-hmm to be able to have something to focus on so I can so I can listen. Mm -hmm. And for example, game like Power Wash Simulator, mm -hmm. I can just be focused on on the on the task that's in front of me. There's no plot details happening. There's no story to pay any attention to. I don't have to give it my full my full attention. So I can be listening to a podcast or or watching watching a YouTube video for example. Mm -hmm. And just have to have that experience where I'm I'm playing the game and that's keeping me busy while I can while I can listen. Yeah. So interesting. With kids today, which is the oldest old man thing anyone can use to start a sentence, fidget toys are so popular. And as an adult, I'd be like, well. I can't use that to pretend I'm blowing somebody up like I used to with G.I. Joe's when I was growing up or Transformers yeah. or even with My Little Pony. I used to collect some of those and would like arrange them all by color and type and be like, these are the ones that all have holiday style uh, cutie marks on them, I believe they're called. And these are ones with like cake and food on it. Fidget toys, it's just like I'm 
stretching out a stretchy thing or moving a marble around or um, spinning a spinner. But when you have a lot of extra energy and you need just some quick, fun feedback, they can be really rewarding, especially with kids with a lot of energy. I've I've got an infinity cube on my desk at the moment. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, oh, it's, it's, it's a cube. And there are eight pieces to it and it's connected together by uh, little hinges mm. and it, it folds open. Yeah, I think I can envision this. So, so unlike a Rubik's Cube, which has like a final form you're supposed to get it to, this is yeah. something you can simply fold and unfold and shape and reshape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it, it'll it'll fold out and just fold out into a rectangle, fold back into a square. Mm. infinite times yeah it's just something that i can do one-handed and don't even need to notice that i'm doing it it's it's yeah neat little fidget toy yeah and Um, with a game like snow snow runner yeah yeah you can't do it one-handed and not pay attention fully but it never stresses you out in a threatening way it's always like oh gosh i'm in a puddle you got to... you can get stuck in the mud yeah you can you can <laughs> and then you just like calmly back out you can't even go fast in most of those trucks a lot of different trucks from Some what i get them can go pretty fast but it depends on the environment because it's an off-road game as well a lot of a lot of the terrain is um very hazardous mm. So you're going to be going slow anyway, and then there'll be there'll be mud, or there or there'll be snow, or there'll be water that you have to go through. Yeah, that will hold hold you up. It'll slow you down. Yeah, the most action packed out of all the work games you've showed me is this one with the big space dwarves, and they're Deep th- Rock Galactic. Deep Rock Galactic. What yeah. a catchy, fun name. I thought it was just called space dwarves. Are they dwarves? Do they just look yeah. like dwarves? They are dwarves. dwarves. And they are space dwarves. They yep. are working to get the natural resources from an alien planet and are often attacked by giant bugs? Something like that. I think I think it's I, I'm I'm not actually sure is it a planet or I think it's like asteroids or something. Ah, mm-hmm. They're mining asteroids and there are, are alien insects. And this and one was more action packed. Yes, it had more of that first person shooter action going on. Mm. You have um, different weapons and you also have different tool sets that you can use for the primary objective which is drilling, mining, pickaxing at stuff for for the resources. So it's like it's a, it's a, it's a mining game. Mm. But it does have that first person shooter action going on. It's very satisfying as well. You know, real good action. Yeah. But from what I gather, four player co op. Working with your team, you seemed the most satisfied when you helped a team member and like achieved a work goal properly, like yeah. attaching a, a big hitch to some mineral that you're trying to get off. The the rock was more exciting than like when the little bugs came at you and you just flamethrowered them. That was okay. But yeah. that was more to like if it was a workplace simulator, that was more like I ran out of staples and I'm gonna like get the staples. Whereas when you finally got the rock done, it was when you finished the big report and were like, 
we did it. We got the account. We're we're in the office. We're we're managing the office properly. Everyone in their own cubicle, getting it done. It sounds so potentially boring, but it was so just the right amount of silly and exciting and positive. All these games are about mm. doing something helpful ultimately, which is again when I was growing up. It was kill a bunch of animals as a cartoon man, stomp them to death underfoot, or kill a bunch of monsters. It was killing and exploring. These games are about actually like helping things get cleaner or helping your colleagues in this crappy job you have in the mind not die yeah. and get through the day. It's all about being helpful. When we talk about, oh, game, games were this when I was growing up, or games were that when I was growing up, I think the language of gaming mm. has has expanded. It, it, it has more, more verbs and adjectives that it can, than it can express itself with, mm. if, if you catch my meaning. So you don't just have these kind of, these kind of job simulation kind of games. You have like visual novels and dating simulators and and you know there's loads of other games that are not necessarily games that I would put in the category of like work simulators like you have like a lot of town building stuff mm. like that and I think like there's there is a lot kind of growing growing out from that you know back back when I was young it would have been stuff like Sim City or something mm -hmm. like that and you know you you have things like Stardew Valley and that that kind of town building kind of and farming kind of kind of ways that players can express themselves with like yeah here's here's a town i built this this is this is my thing in me bob that i built it's 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 nice and it's fun and i think that the more vocabulary games have to let you play with is, is great and even in terms of 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 games where the focus is killing it's gotten broader again mm. and I, I like that i like that a lot there's like there is there is more for everybody these yeah. days and I, I love that there are new genres popping into existence there was a time before a lot of this kind of indie game kind of stuff exploded out of nowhere where a lot of the big studios the triple a or triple anus as you said last week <laughs> On your charity stream, I did. Yeah, that. you, 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 you somehow bl blundered out a triple anus, and I, can't, <laughs> I, I haven't stopped giggling about that since because it's, it's, it's genius. It's very kind. Uh, yeah, the the triple A style game <laughs> the, the with triple, a lot of triple the anus. triple anus industry. <laughs> so there was there was like there was a, a narrowing of genre. Mm. happening and i think i think that a lot of there was a lot of subgenres that got kind of smoothed out of gaming everything had to be the bit the, the biggest thing it could be or or mm. it wouldn't it wouldn't be allowed to exist so for example you know ea buying up a load of old developers and a lot of great studios and just killing them off or turning their ip into something it wasn't mm -hmm. and 
It's like what they did with, uh, do you remember Syndicate? A little bit. Not as strongly as I'd like. You can refresh my memory. It's like a strategy game. Real-time strategy with a little little squad of agents. And they turned it into a first-person shooter. Oh. It's like, it's like we used to have more genres. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it was kind of like within the the AAA space, just kind of everything just got a little bit narrower. Yep. And yeah. then and then indie games came along, and there was like a lot more a lot more ways to to express through gameplay different mm-hmm. ideas and different different ways of play, and it was it was marvelous. So we we had a lot of a lot of great stuff happening, and a lot of developers who were kind of inspired by games of the past that had mm. kind of gone away kind of saying what what there isn't there isn't this anymore why why can't there be more like this and people have come up with some really truly amazing amazing things and i love that i love yeah, it me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too i think that with triple a there was a hope to make the game that would appeal the most to a lot of people and they thought what do most people want to do they want to be good looking and they want to do violent things and they want to have a lot of power they want to explore and they want to destroy everyone likes destroying right is what they were guessing so we see all these games that are about being violent and sometimes it's in a way that is making commentary about violence that helps people feel smart as well as violent but a lot of times it's also just like, isn't it fun to just kill all these guys? What we found is that these indie games that are about doing a job, people also just like being helpful and having a little task to do. Not having all this power, not having all this responsibility, and not having all this conflict. Just cleaning a wall. Now it's now it's clean. It started dirty and that felt bad. And now it's clean and that feels good. It can be that simple. People actually, and as you said before, you take capitalism out of the equation so there's no pressure to make a bunch of money. You're just doing it because you enjoy being helpful and having a nice afternoon. It's a it's a wonderful thing. Pretty great. It really is. <laughs> I think we're almost out of time. Is there anything you wanted to close with, Casey, or did you say it all? I don't know. I, th- I think... Th- I think... Anything you want to ask me while you while you got me? Uh, I was wondering or... if you're still into Rudker Hauer movies or whether you got through them all. Oh, yeah, I think I think I watched a, uh, quite a few <laughs> last. But yeah, last time we were talking. Yeah, you were on a Rudker Hauer kick. I don't think Rudker could really be replicated, which is ironic given his role in the film. Blade Runner, yeah. very dad joke moment just happened. There's no one quite like Rutger, and I'm hoping we can find a new one to to pinpoint and follow the career of. That's another really relaxing way to pass the afternoon, mm. digging into the filmography of almost A-list actors. Yeah, he was he was something, wasn't he? He was. Thanks, Casey. <laughs> Thank you. I hope that was fun. It was. Hope I hope I did okay. He did wonderfully. That was Casey talking. She's so cool. Hey, Casey, thanks for being on the show. I had a great time. So Casey speaks to how if you have this attitude towards media where you're doing it simply for the fun of it, and that goes for video games too. If you're playing a video game with a big 
important, stressful storyline like The Last of Us or, oh, I don't know, I guess Resident Evil, sort of. <laughs> They're so campy these days, but there was a time when Resident Evil was trying to be like, it's so important you save the child from the zombies. Instead, if you're just cleaning something and relaxing, that's the way to do it. The best way to work is to not work. The best way to succeed is to not try. To just follow your whims, whimsically. Get in the fun. flow state? Yeah, it's so fun. It's so fun. And the fact of the matter is, Waypoint, returning to that a little bit, they really tried hard to be not junk food. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. I try not to be junk food, too. That said, sometimes people just want to revel in the junk. Yeah, they want those Cheetos. It's really hard to fight against an entire culture. In my opinion, video game culture is more or less determined by what the loudest voices are saying. The loudest voices are the ones with the most money. That's almost always the AAA video game developers, the triple... The triple anus I was talking to Tracy <laughs> about. Triple anus can be defined by how you try to, the triple A game developers try to convince you that these super expensive, super violent games 99% of the time are actually super important. So it's like equating just fight or flight response, adrenaline rush feeling with like the most important stuff we've got. So it's sort of saying junk food is is at the top of the food chain. It's really hard to fight against that by saying, no, no, play this poetic game about what it feels like to be a father. Play this wonderful new game about how nice it is to just clean your toes. That actually might sell really well. Yeah, people are really into those like doctor games where they're like, remove the splinter from yeah. that. Yeah. Well, they're sort of, yeah, they're somewhat into them. I think a toe cleaning game would actually... That would actually make a lot of money. Yeah. I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to have You've the best idea. Again. I've done it. Oops. Oops. This happens to you a lot. I've done it again. Someone please make my toe cleaning idea of a game. It'll make you some dollars. Just put me in the special thanks. So Funko is coming out with a game. Mm-hmm. And I originally scoffed because Funko Pops are really the junk food of toys. They're not exquisitely designed it's the same face on every character the same dead eyes and i could go on about this i collected mighty mugs before funko pops were a thing and then funko pops came in on the mighty mug space and took it over i'm not gonna get into that you collect funko i used to collect you 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 instantly fell asleep i saw you (laughs) as soon as i said i collected mighty (laughs) mugs you were like just down for the count i was I was processing and <laughs> you wondering. You were sleeping. You were, your head went down. Yeah. The well, eyes I was went, thinking. I was thinking, Jonathan. If you were just thinking, what were you thinking about that I actually said? I was thinking, does he collect Funko Pops? <laughs> no, I said, I said I collected Mighty Bucks. And I'm not going to talk more about it because if it put you to sleep instantly, the poorer listeners. <laughs> anyway, my point is I had a grudge against Funko Pops. I went oh. into this trailer for the Funko Pops game thinking this is going to be obnoxious junk food. Again, it's just going to be slapping together a bunch of different franchises for no reason. And I came away being like, I'd play that for sure. It's got Shaun of the Dead. It's got John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, The Thing was it's really fun. It's got He-Man? Mm-hmm. It's got all of these like... It's got uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, the mainstream ones, Back to the Future and Jurassic World. I'm less thrilled about them. Frankenstein is just in it. 
and the Umbrella Academy. Like it's all of these. Battlestar. Battlestar Galactica, Galactica, but the 70s one, not the modern one that people respect. Actually, no. Yeah. yeah it's all of like these beloved and some people think that they're top notch, but most people know He-Man is not actually good. Like it's not, <gasps> it's, it's a fun premise. The drawings are very well done. A lot of rotoscoped animation. I'm not going to... There's a documentary about the makers of it saying, like, we knew we'd sell a bunch of toys, so we just made a bunch of characters with that would be toys to sell. It's a big commercial. They just admit it. So putting He-Man in there, to me, was Funko's way of being like, we admit it. This is just another commercial for brand after brand. But it's enough of the ones that are really beloved by... People who just can't help but be overexcited about unimportant things. Mm -hmm. Shaun of the Dead fans. Berserk. They absolutely love it. The Thing. I love John Carpenter's Thing. The Thing is great. Absolutely love it. The original. Yes. Yes. Well, not to... It's not the original. Sorry. Sorry. It's John Carpenter remade the 60s one that was black and the, white. That's right. The I original mean. remake. Yeah, Jonathan. Thanks for the correction. <laughs> <laughs> Your arms are now crossed. It's I, after I called you out and fallen asleep. Yeah, yeah. What's up with that? What's up with you today? I'm sorry. What's going on here? I'm sorry. My long-winded point is I have tentative optimism that I can enjoy the junk food of the Funko Pops game. And sometimes it's okay to revel in the trash and just not care about whether it's going to make any sense or, or be there for anybody else to just enjoy the fun of what you enjoy. And we're going to talk to Ellie about that. Ellie could become the new Waypoint. Whoa. Ellie could just be Little Miss Waypoint, for all we know. She could rename her website Waypoint and probably get away with it at this point. Ellie has an amazing story about At what where, point? At, <laughs> at this point. At this point, Waypoint. Very nicely done. She, Ellie, is coming at you and she's going to take over the video game journalism world. And I can't wait to see it. Watch out. She writes about games, writes about games, writes about games. It's Ellie, writes about games, writes about games, writes about games. It's Ellie, yeah. I'm back again with Ellie, who was on our show once before to talk about The Devil's Third, if I remember correctly. Ellie, is that right? Am I remembering that right? Hi, hello. Yes, that is very correct. I talked about the devil's third and then i found out in between that time my wii u was broken so i can't play my devil's third anymore oh brutal jeez well if you're ever up in the boston area you don't even have to bring your own copy i've got mine <laughs> play the devil's third a little bit of course we can't play multiplayer at this point for those who don't know devil's third is tomobu itagaki is that how i say his name homonobu itagaki tonamobu itagaki's Maybe final console game. It looks that way. He did the Ninja Gaiden games. He did Dead or Alive. Then he did Devil's Third, and it did not do well. And it may be the end for him. And Ellie, on Twitter, you said it may be the end for you writing <laughs> reviews about video games. Where are you at with your relationship with the job hobby of writing reviews of video games on the side? It is, it's a little complicated, right? Because as it stands currently, I do majority of my writing doing like maybe smaller, sometimes quite bigger reviews for a website called the switch effect.net, oh. uh, which I 
inherited last uh, February. You inherited it? Like, uh, like, did you have my, to go to the old man's mansion and uh, read the will? What happened? My my boss, Life Things, came up. So I got access to the Twitter, the email that we use for like PR communications. And he pretty much is like, okay, cool. Um, this is yours now. Bye. And I'm like, oh. So what went from me just being like, hey, boss, toss me these review codes and I'll do like three in a week. Uh, has came to me being like, okay, I need to talk to uh, this publisher today. I need to talk to uh, this PR company today. And then I get like maybe a review uh, done a week or like every week or two. Is anyone else writing for the switchfact.net? Seldom. I, I recently uh, got someone added on and they just had a review today. Oh, and, that's uh, exciting. Majority of these reviews are mine. It's pretty much all sorts of genres, but um, I'm a little burnt out. <laughs> yeah. For lack Jeez. of better words. So so are there ads on the site? Is it any kind of profit deal? No profit. Um, no profit. I went into this knowing that I would not be getting paid, right? Right, right. Um, but I was like, oh, you get free review codes. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm comfortable with this because at the time I was like, I don't have to pretty much take care of everything else on this website. Right. I can just play the games, write my review, and that's good. And some of these games are quite expensive. So it, it's it's nice. Yeah. But then there's been a few issues with the sites recently, like oh. on top of it just being me. I think it was last year or earlier this year, like in January, um, an update on WordPress just completely broke the website. And I'm like, guess I can't write reviews here anymore. Got to tell way forward that they're not going to get a review. <laughs> yeah, of uh, geez, was it River City Girls at that time or something else? It might have been Spider Source. Oh, could have been Spider Source. I can't remember if that's on Switch, but regardless, yeah. it's uh, painful. <laughs> but that got fixed. The WordPress you press. Uh, it yeah, out? if you've ever heard of JP Switch Mania before, I was on the site. Uh, he he contributed to the site, and he's on to bigger things now. But through the official Switch Effect Twitter, I was like, hey, the site is broken. We can't do anything about this right now. We need help. Like, I, I don't know what to do. So he kind of spread word of that. And then next thing I know, I have, like, web designers be like, hey, let's get this fixed. I'm going to, do you have all the info? I was like, yeah, here you go. It's like, okay, cool. He fixed it like that. And now it's faster than it used to be. Cause really? It used to be really? Yeah. So I guess... Um, internally, the website is healthier than ever, but review wise, it's a, it's a bit, uh, um, I'm not doing as many reviews. <laughs> Ellie. So you had a, it's a wonderful life with the switch effect website where you were like a little lady, Jimmy Stewart, you're a little Jane Stewart being like, Oh, I, I need some help for the building and loan or whatever. That's my impersonations. First time I've ever done one of those. And then everyone came, all the web designers came out of the woodwork uh, with, with some help and it, it worked out. And now you're considering ending it. You're already yeah. considering ending it. Um, what, are you, what are you considering? A break? Well, a break. I'd say a break more. Um, I recently did a review on a different website, Hardcore Gaming 101. Yeah. I covered Wanted Dead. Because I've been really looking forward to that game. That got to be a really long review. I think it was like 2,000 some odd words. My goodness. It, it was a pretty lengthy review. Mm -hmm. And 
I thought about it. I was like, I don't want to write this for free. Mm. Um, mm. So I went to Hardcore Gaming 101 and like I got paid to do that. I'm a contractor, I guess, for that website. Right. Uh, and I was like, yeah, this feels good. Like, not that you, I don't feel proud of some of the stuff I write for free because I have plenty of reviews even recently that I'm particularly proud of. But knowing that like it's on a website that like people read and that I got paid for my labor, it, it, it felt nice. And then I got to thinking more. I was like, I don't like writing reviews on a website I think four people read. And I mean, I'm exaggerating, but I don't know how many people read this website. And uh, I also do not get paid. I just covered Mega Man uh, Battle Network uh, Legacy Collection, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of game in that. <laughs> that's true so it's, uh, it's four games five uh six and then six. you have you have both versions from three to six so there's right, 10 blue games. and white and stuff like that they yeah they got all pokemon oh yeah jesus but it's it's an extensive game to cover and that's exhausting to like have to be like oh okay i need to have this review out in a week because i want to get it out by the time the the game comes out mm. you always get like early copies or like, uh, I don't know if that's under uh, embargo or not. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I mean, uh, the game's out now. Game's out now. So. Yeah, game's uh, the game's out now. I think so. Um, it, 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 but but it, uh, I feel like I must be missing something, or I'm just misunderstanding you, Miss, and not knowing the way your your wheels turn. But you you inherited the site. You are the editor in chief yes. of the Switch Effect. You didn't say in there anywhere that the, your old boss was like, fix her up and I'll take her off your hands in six months. And But if you don't fix it, uh, you know, like Brewster's Millions. Have you seen that movie? I haven't. Oh, it's it's trashy. It's it's Richard Pryor and John Candy, though, so I can't help but be yeah. endeared to those two characters. It. Yeah, it's got its charms. Uh, it, it's sort of a it's a movie about race to some degree, but they were being a little cautious about it because they wanted mainstream success. But uh, long story short, Richard Pryor inherits some large amount of money. I can't remember the number from his, it turns out white grandfather or great grandfather, but then he has to spend all of the money he inherits in order to get the real inheritance, which is like 10 times as much. Right. And so there's stipulations. He has to like run everything into the ground. He has to spend all the money and and make none from it. So he like runs for mayor. He buys a baseball team that like does really bad and does nothing but lose money. He just has to fail over and over again. A lot of people thought it was uh, Donald Trump like at points. That's a you have to see the movie to understand. But it's not like that where you've been told you have to either run it into the ground or make it flourish it sounds like you really just own this site and can do whatever you want with it yeah like it was because again life comes up and uh he sort of just was like i i sorry um it's all yours for now it's all a bit overwhelming almost la yeah so here's here's my best guess here and again stop me if i'm way out of bounds yeah you like you have standards for yourself where you want to do a good job and you're thinking of this as a job but you're not getting paid and nobody likes to have to work for free. It's called slavery. It's a bummer. Nobody likes it. I've never met anyone who likes doing the slave labor. It's bad news. <laughs> but if you instead look at this as free real estate, you could do devil's third week next week. And every article has to be about the devil's third. You could write an article today that just says devils. And then tomorrow write an article that says third. <laughs> 
and uh, and who could stop you? You you could go wild with this, and and it's not a job because you're not getting paid. It would be unfair if there was any expectations on you to make this site anything in particular. Instead, it should just be Ellie's Wonderland, where whatever you're farting around with in your mind that day, go for it. And you know what's weird, Ellie? You know what's weird? These are the sites that actually suddenly make millions of dollars. <laughs> that's how Destructoid started. It was uh, uh, yeah, that's a website right. with a, a guy who's just like, I want to get into E3. So he wore a robot mask. He just showed up. He used to do reviews of like potatoes and stuff. He didn't care. And people were I, like... I remember the old, old articles back in like 2006, like yeah. pre-Wii launch, because yeah. I was reading the site back then. That's amazing. Um, you were like three, four. I'm no. <laughs> to me, well, you're just a, a young lady in this world. Figuring I was 14 out. back then, I think. Adorable. <laughs> uh, if it was before the Wii, I would have been 13 still. Yeah. Right. Somewhere around there. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how that site started. I still write for that site. I just wrote something for them. It's still fun. But after it got established and sold to a company and then sold to a different company, it became a standard website just to be blunt it's a great website but it is not a free reeling freedom packed corporate free money free enterprise like it was when it started now there's ads on it so it's like well we better be professional you can do whatever you want that you, you i'm so excited for you and people listening to the show if you want them to write for you and if you want me to like help spell check and Make sure that the sentences aren't too bad. I have a little free time here and there. I can do some copy editing for you. You could just take a bunch of submissions. Hey, what's your favorite weird little game on the Switchy Shop? And somebody, I'm sure, is going to pick one of those weird booby games. Room in the Sky. <laughs> I should have just asked you instead of uh, oh, hypothetically. I've reviewed but... a few of those uh, booby games, actually. Any good? Uh, there's one called Marble Mate. The Switch version is essentially a censored version of the, the PC game, which is just a porn game. But it's kind of like if you made a janky Super Monkey Ball and it has oh. really good music. Oh. That was my takeaway from that. It is really good music. This um, sounds great. How much does it cost? If it's like three bucks, I might buy it. I think it's like five bucks. Um, East Asia Soft published it. so mm. um, And they do. that's pretty much their MO is those kind of games. Yeah. You could do an exclusive expose with East Asia Soft. Nobody's talking about their games. They're all considered, to be blunt, somewhat trashy. But I, I revel one... in the trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Revel in that trash. Turn it to the trash effect. Turn it to switch trash. Switch, switch, switch trash. People would love it. It's it's you can fill the niche because you don't have to try. You can just go bananas if you choose and i think it could also be a recipe for success i want this to be fun for you is my long-winded point can it be fun i think i do think i want to take a break though like there's part of me with this website that almost has like an expectation over my head to like not want to change too much of what my boss wanted with it or my xbox i got x boss not xbox <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to listen to the Xbox people on your Nintendo website, but where does this expectation come from? Is it you that's putting it on you? I Yeah, probably. You doing it to you. And would you, so let's flip it around. Let's do what they call an empathy exercise. Let's say I was you and you were me. And, and I said, I've got this website. I can do whatever I want with it. 
but I feel like I should do what my ex-boss would want me to do, but he left. So clearly, I don't owe him that much because he just you know, took off. But it's just me. Uh, what should I do? Should I try your hardest? You know, do whatever you think is best, I suppose. Um. <laughs> Would you think it was fair of me to tell myself that I should try to live up to the expectations of that old boss, the dear departed boss? Not not particularly. Not particularly fair. Not totally unfair. Not, to- not no, particularly no. Like, fair. Uh, I, I suppose not. Like, it's just part of me is like, oh, like when the site almost died, like that was one of the things that bothered me is like this guy, like, you know, put me in charge and it's like, oh, it's gone. I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. <laughs> so, you know, I was editor in chief of Destructoid briefly. I did okay. The site did pretty well. We got some really fun guest posts. And that's one thing I could advise you from editor in chief to editor in chief, just reaching out to game developers being like, want to do a guest post. They'll just write stuff that they, they feel like nobody cares what they have to say, but luckily some people actually do when they put themselves out there and write some stuff. So I bet he could get some great guest articles from James Montagna at uh, way forward. He wrote a guest post for us about how he thinks Awada is really nice. Uh, the former Nintendo president, he just wrote it for fun. We didn't pay him. Just like, oh, sure, uh, go for it. But uh, uh, my long-winded point is I left the editor-in-chief role, and then they just did, they reversed like 90% of the stuff I did. They didn't care what I wanted. They are like, you left. See you later. It's our website now. And they had a great time with it. It was uh, Chris Carter and Jordan DeVore took over for me. Uh, and likewise, you don't know this this boss who I don't mean to disparage the, the, the departed. I'm sure he's a wonderful person, but he left it to you. You can do whatever you want. I want you to be free. I want you to be free. Practical. I never really uh, considered it like that. Because like, I, I guess it's just like when you get into your own like bubble or like you wall yourself in, you don't really think about things like this. Yeah, I know. I know it feels. It's how I am about my, my uh, love handles. I'll be like, I'm, I'm the only one looking at them. And I'll be like, oh, well, why are they so flabby? And then I'll show someone else them and they'll be like, I really like Damn. your side flanks. I like those flanks, people will say to me. You got to show off your flanks sometimes to get get a reality check. And you you could you could do whatever you want and it's going to be great. You have a wonderful mind. I was walking down the street. I was thinking about Ellie. I was thinking about all the people I know write about video games and how when it comes to having such a, a deep understanding of the details and a memory for the stuff that most people do not care about at all. And the ability to just recall like, oh yeah, I remember the blah, blah, blah. I can't even do it because I'm not you. Uh, you have a, a <laughs> magical power when it comes to that. You can embrace your passion for minutia and weird games that nobody's ever played and not like avant-garde classy ones, like the real trashy weirdos that we all love, but nobody talks about, you can talk about them better than just about anybody I know. Let's actually, let's grab my Switch and let's uh, see what kind of trash I have. Yeah, on what right do you got now. on there? I heard the blue. Um, I have actually, I have a, a handful of really fun ones that I've been covering lately. I did cover a few retro games, and that's one thing I like covering a lot. Mm. Uh, I covered uh, Cannon Dancer not too long oh, ago. Oh, I was I hoping you were going to say that. I think that review went up uh, last week. Really? So you can check that out. Um, I liked it. Um, it's way too expensive. 
Yeah, what is it, $24 or something? Yeah, it's 30 bucks. Yeah, I thought so. For for, for those who don't know, listeners, Osman slash Cannon Dancer is a 2D action game that was made by someone who made a game called Strider, directed by the director of Strider. Koichi Yatsui. That's that's my girl. That's Ellie. She just <laughs> how does she do it? Uh, and I know a lot of this stuff too, but you know way more than me. Left and made a surreal game about a man in baggy pants punching people to death. They just explode into blood in the in the Japanese <laughs> version. Punching a tiger so hard it just bursts into a bloody sack, and eventually fights somebody just named Slaver, a giant golden woman who's also a little woman. Fighting them both at the same time, and then just rules the earth. That's how I interpreted the ending, anyway. Uh, people are talking about Osmond Cannon Dancer. You did, and here's the other thing I was going to say: we follow each other on Twitter. You said I'd like to come on the show. I said I'd love to have you on. It took a little weeks, but here you are. I didn't know you were running the Switch Effect. I, I am indeed running it. <laughs> you um, got to tell so me. I'm going to promote the, the, the heck out of that switch effect now. The, now that I know. The Twitter page says tweets are by me, but no, I'm, I'm pretty much controlling it now. And uh, I think I had my Mega Man Legacy Collection, the Battle Network one review go up recently too. I'm. Uh, I got to tell the world. So clearly I have so much belief in you and excitement <laughs> for what you can do. Maybe more belief and excitement than you have in yourself. But I'm going to talk to you about this as often, well, not quite as often as as possible. If you were to ask me to talk about it every day for eight hours a day, I couldn't do that. Let's do it. All this, oh, yeah. <laughs> all this other stuff going on too. But I can check in with you as often as you want to, well, again, not as often as you want, but as often as I can, I'll say, to help out with this because I really believe in what you can do with the switch effect. Yeah. You know, the, the, I guess this is kind of an eye-opener too, like because... I, I do know for a fact that a handful of people do read my reviews. And I do know those people think I'm a, I don't want to say a remarkable writer, <laughs> but that, that, I don't want to like, you know, taste my own fumes. Right. But you know, yeah. you got something special. You, you, you've, you've, you know, you're maybe not going to be the next PewDiePie or Mr. Beast, <laughs> but you have people who, also like the stuff you like no one else is really talking about it when's the last time tim rogers did a video six months ago like there's a huge gap in in these quirky niches where you can like something ironically and sincerely at the same time so few people have the i'm gonna be snobby about it have the intellect to be able to hold two positions at once like that most people are like it's an awesome game buy it or it's terrible don't buy it you can be like it smells bad but it's beautiful. Y'all should just play paparazzi because you can put the hat on the dog and then uh, make him ride a bike. I don't know. <laughs> play paparazzi, by the way. It's good. Is paparazzi good? What? What it is this? Good. I covered it. You on the Switch Effect? Uh, yes. Recently, too. Yeah, you got to go to my site more. We got to spread um, the word about this. Now I will. Uh, I know it's you. You just take photos of dogs. And... <laughs> That's it. And then, like, there's people. You don't want to take photos of the people. Like, nuts to that. You're taking pictures of dogs. And then do you, you, do you get them. credit for taking pictures of the people, or is it just the like, dogs you get points for? You can. So, like, there's a big thing where you want to get more followers on social media mm. just by taking pictures of the dogs. And then you could use, the, like, the, God, what was it? Bonks? I think it's like a bones uh, currency. And then you could buy, like, new filters or parts of your camera. Or, this sounds and, great. 
You can go to the moon. You can go to the moon and take pictures of space dogs. Oh my God. Do you think they played, uh, did you ever play Let's Catch, Yuji Naka's WiiWare Epic? Um, I played Let's Tap. I, I'm, I'm not, not surprised to hear that. <laughs> so, um, I have you, played the the epic Yuji Naka game Rodea the Sky Soldier. Uh, wow, now that's all a three game. versions. <laughs> Are there? Oh yeah, 3DS, Wii, and Wii U. I forgot uh-huh. about the 3DS version. Unbelievable that that rare rare people can say that. So let's catch is a game where all you do is play catch, but it ends yeah. with you on the moon. And I wonder if the paparazzi people play that. It's few games that take you to the moon in the end. You took me to the moon with this. This conversation. We're almost out of time, though. Is there anything you missed that you wanted to talk about before we wrap up? Uh, I'm going to show a GoFundMe for one of my friends. Uh, okay. Her name is Emily. She is moving. Uh, I think I've retweeted it. So if anyone goes to at Oakland, O-A-K-L-A-N-D, cow, K-A-O, on Twitter, uh, I think I retweeted that recently. Just spread that. You don't have to give money. It'd be nice. Just spread it, though, because, you know, a fellow trans girl in Texas uh help her out i will put that link in the show notes for this show if the campaign's still going i'll I'll it it is she just started two days ago as of as of uh april 24th i think that's when this is being recorded thank you so much ellie Uh, and i'm gonna promote the switch effect we're gonna put a link to that in here people can email me at jonathan at destructoid.com if you're like hey get me in touch with ellie i want to just have some fun writing some Reviews for games. You can get writers writing for you. It's gonna be. It's gonna be amazing. I have so much. So much uh, assuredness. I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure that the switch effect. Even if you need to take a little break to to regroup and rethink, when it comes back, it's gonna come back strong, and you're gonna you're gonna take over the internet. I think. I think. I. I, I think. I want to try. Uh, I think. I don't know. I'm gonna. I think. I'm gonna play some assault suit. Uh, Valken tonight because I need to. I still need to write my review for that. That's a good game, by the way. I haven't heard uh, of that. Assault Suit Falcon? Valken? Uh, Valken. Uh, Assault Suit Falcon Declassified. Uh, if you've heard of Cybernator, that's uh, pretty much that game. Uh, it, it's the uncut Japanese version, though. Oh. And M2 did this port, so it's really good. That's uh, not even M2 out yet. It's amazing. It's out. It's out? Yes. Whoa. It came out a few weeks ago. Oh, I haven't kept up. That's a, It reminds me of Metal Warriors a little bit, the old Konami yeah nes game yeah but yeah, konami published uh konami published cybernator too oh so, wow huh uh, small world uh, a few more games uh real quick before we run out of time yeah everyone needs to play ninja jajamaru the great yokai battle that's very good it's like a retro throwback to the ninja jajamaru-kun games there's a homei kozaku uh song in there for some reason i don't know why but ever since i heard uh shonen heart from Etika 7 and Owenden 2. I loved that band. And hearing them in another game for no reason at all, it's fascinating. Um, also play, I'm going through my list, Little Gator Game. That's another game I really recommend. I haven't uh, heard of that. Pretty much you're a little gator and you're on an island with your friends and you can, you're just being doing what a little gator does. It kind of like makes you feel like a child again in a, in a really good way. Great. Um, so I covered that. Good Lord, I have a lot of games on my Switch. <laughs> so little time. I, I have over 300 reviews on this website, by the way. On Switch Effect? Yes. That's, you know, why, I'm, that's why I'm burnt out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but but it, it's it's tough. It's a double-edged sword. When you've got the work ethic and you want to make it great and you are living up to a high standard that you set yourself, it leads to wonderful things. But you have to know when 
to dial it back and say, I don't work for the site. The site works for me and I'm going to make it work for me so I can have a enjoyable life because you deserve it. I like the sound of that. Oh, <laughs> great talking with you. I hope to talk to you again soon. Yes, it was wonderful talking with you. And uh, we're going to have to do another one of these in a few weeks if I'm available. Looking forward to it. Ellie is running the switch effect. Not that, not that, not that, not that. Ellie is running the switch effect. Not that, not that, not that. Ellie is running the switch effect. Not that, not that, not that. Ellie is running the switch effect. Not that, not that. For now. So excited for the future of Ellie and the switch effect. Ellie could change the name of that website, I think, to whatever she wants. She could call it the Ellie Effect. She could call it Dharma and Greg. She could call it um, the Tetris Effect. No. It's probably copyrighted. She could There's a lot of call things. it the Switch Switcheroo. <laughs> I think we actually, did we say that? I have no idea what we said. It's all a blur. And I didn't even get to talk about how Vampire Survivors is going to be a show now. That was the other big piece Whoa. of news. Vampire Survivors. A video game that made tons of money. Just a top-down shooting monsters game. And it is now going to be a, an anime. And Stephanie Sterling, my old friend, was brought into the Vampire Survivors Project after the fact to write all the descriptions of their monsters. Hmm. So I'm hoping this means I haven't checked in. Or I should be like, rawr. <laughs> you should be. I'm hoping Steph gets to be a part of this show. But at the very least... The fiction that Steph crafted for the monsters in the game, if it's going to be true to the game, they're going to incorporate Steph's fiction into a show. So I'm very excited for Stephanie Sterling's career to branch off in these new directions. I think Steph is is ready to just take over the world of television entertainment. That's what I'm hoping. Hmm. And I guess I should take it over too. I was recently on a podcast with Mike Lewis, who interviews people who are on the real world, the road rules voice actors for Total Drama Island, yep. and also people who are on Survivor. Very interesting guy, very nice person, really tolerated me well. And if you want to check out my interview with Mike, it would mean a lot to me. I don't want my episode to be Mike's least popular episode. Oh, It Jonathan. almost was. It, it barely beat somebody that was on Survivor once. But I don't want to have failed Mike. He took a chance on me, Mike. Lewis with your hat on backwards. He had a little beard. He had his hat on backwards. He had a fake back background of New York City, but it was just like a shower curtain. Oh, that's fun. I want to say like five days later, he interviewed one of the most popular Road Rules castmates. Her name is Veronica, just mm -hmm. like Betty and Veronica. And she's actually a lot like Veronica from Betty and Veronica. That's awesome. People love her. He cleaned up. He got like a beautiful vista view. He shaved his beard. He put gel in his hair. He cleaned up Veronica. For me, he looked like he was um, on vacation. He was yeah. relaxing with Did me. you mean to say a schlep? I would never say that about Mike Lewis. <laughs> I would never say <laughs> I'm so serious about Mike Lewis. Yeah. So that's one thing I did you can check out now that we're in the plug section of the end of the show. Yeah. The new episode of Wiener Castle. Is that real? Nope. That was a dream. The new issue of <laughs> Nintendo Force came out. It's too late to get it now. Uh, issue 65. But it's pretty good. It's got a surprise on the back cover. All of the comics for the patrons should... The patrons of this show should be sent out by now. Yep. So if you're in Australia, yours might not have arrived yet, but hopefully it did. 
Uh, working on lock on, working on handheld history. I think that's in this last week of funding. They just announced one of the designers of Super Mario Land is going to be in this book. Very That fun. I helped write for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be in the same book as uh, Chip Tanaka, who did the music. Some of the music for a lot of great Nintendo games and for one of the creators of Mario Land. And, oh, the Mario movie. I saw that. Yep. Not going to talk about it. A little, little sad about it. Um, and I think that's it. Anything you wanted to talk about before we close up, Tanya? I did. I wanted to give you some career advice. I'd love it. So you know how you were talking about how people are recipients of news. and Oh, yeah. I think you need to have a Jonathan Holmes TikTok where you let people just receive your video game opinions. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh. I'm serious. So one of the things I was saying about Waypoint is... You can tell how much people really care about the journalistic integrity of uh, <laughs> area of journalism by how old their most popular journalist is. Mm-hmm. And the oldest popular video game journalist is probably 32. Like you, you, you the, the people and journalists aren't even the most popular personalities in video games. It's all handsome YouTubers like that Mike Lewis just showing up. Looking so fine and just saying like, hey guys, subscribe to my channel, like and fave. Oh my God, let's go. They just say that stuff over and over again. And uh, millions of views. It just worked. I believe in you. Thanks. I believe in you too. And you never know. But my point is people don't really want an old man's opinions about video games. Some people do. And I'm grateful for you. <sighs> but it's not going to be, I'm not going to be the next You never know, TikToker. Jonathan. You could be. <laughs> this is this is feeling a little bit like another show that I'm on sometimes with, with Steph Starling and Conrad where people are encouraging me to do the thing. But do you want me to just well, the do thing, a normal thing? But I'm not asking you to like shave your butt and jump in a, <laughs> a puddle of nails and cum. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, but between the two... That would probably do better than the TikToks, unfortunately. It's just not, they don't want bald TikTokers. Yeah. But uh, you never know. I could be the first, and I could be the best, or I could be the worst. I believe in you. I believe in you, too, and I believe in you, listeners. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, check out the show notes for links to all sorts of stuff, like the Switch Effect and all that, and I hope you watch and listen again soon. Bye. Bye. Talking to Women About Video Games is hosted by Jonathan and Tanya, with editing and production by Daniel. Music by Jonathan and Daniel. You can support the show and get exclusive bonuses on Patreon at patreon.com slash ttwav. Thanks for listening. Booby, 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 you like to watch the pornography. My love handles. Why are they so flabby? You gotta show off your flanks. My love handles. Why are they so flabby? You like to watch the pornography. The triple anus, the triple anus, the triple anus. The triple anus.
triple anus, the triple anus, the triple anus. Wiener castle. Wiener castle. Wiener castle. You like to watch the pornography. I'm a huge baby. You gotta show off your flanks. I'm a huge baby. My love handles. I'm a huge baby. Why are they so flabby? I'm a huge baby. The triple anus. I'm a huge baby.